All right, let's go with part two of Keep Hope Alive. The television uh, gets us to always focus on what we want. That's the television's job. That's why the commercials are there, to get us to buy a product. And in this case, they want to make sure that we are pleasing us. So you put something on the screen that tintillates us. Uh, A certain look with beauty products, a hamburger, a donut, whatever, a, a car, whatever they think will tintillate us. And they know what audience is looking at a certain show. And that's the kind of commercials they put on. And the world is a big old commercial for us. And one of the mediums of that is television. The other is the internet. Another is the radio. So basically, what we have made is we have made ourselves an idol because we're trying to please us. Many of us, our only concern is what we want, what I want. It's not about what God wants. It's not about what God wants us to do. And this is where, believe it or not, it snatches our hope. It snatches our encouragement because it's all about me, 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 me. And after a while, that gets old. That gets old. And no wonder Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Because he didn't want us to fall into the me trap. The true source of our enrichment is not found in us. It's found in Christ. It's found in ministering to others. Is there something wrong with helping homeless teens? People who... Uh, have become orphans because their parents died or because their parents were on drugs and so now they run in the streets? Is there something wrong with helping them? Especially as a Christian? I mean, it's almost what we're obligated to do. Is there something wrong with helping homeless children? I'm not talking about going down the street and helping every homeless bum you see who's been drinking and on drugs. I'm talking about homeless teens. For God's sake. We have a responsibility. Uh, where's the love? Huh? Whatever happened to serving others? Whatever happened to helping meet others' needs like Jesus said to do and like he did? Why do we always demand to be ministered to, to be helped? It's better to give than to receive. That, that, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking Bible here. So in order for us to get hope, we have to give hope. Maybe if we stop thinking about us and what we're going through, and I'm not minimizing what you're going through because it may be tremendous, but someone is going through more than you are, and if you reached out, it could minimize what you're going through. It could help you, it could give you strength. Huh? We are constantly trying to end our loneliness and our emptiness and and ultimately our despair. And maybe we're just looking at the wrong way to do it. Huh? 
you know, I'm what I'm saying to you is don't expect this world to give you the answer to your problems, to your needs. The world's job is to take more from you, is to tantalize or tantalize your eros, which is where erotism comes from or erotic, because it's all about making you happy. It's all about making you feel better. And you know, that's basically the old bell worship. All about us, all about our senses. You know, the, the right food, the right drink, uh, the right person. I mean, come on. Has that helped you? How, how's that working for you so far? And so I'm trying to give you hope. And hope is in Jesus, not in the things of this world or what it offers. These heathen or pagan practices haven't gone away. They're still here. And I'm going to tell you this. They're stronger than ever. We are pervaded by pornography, bow worship, idolatry. You know, it's just, you know, meet somebody in the bar, meet somebody in the store, meet somebody at work, a co-worker, meet a neighbor. And now it's like, meet them at church. Wow. Yeah. Humans, we we will find a way to make ourselves feel better. And this is what we'll say. I know we're both Christians, but we have needs too. Wow. Wow. We're going to justify it now. We're going to rationalize it. Oh, my God. Mm, 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 mm. What we need is more Jesus, not more Eros. Uh, fourth verse. We are loved by God. And we are to answer back, not with idolatry. Huh? And I said before, and I'll say it again. Will we fall down? Yes. But get back up and keep fighting. Don't just lay down and say, well, you know what? If you can't beat them, join them. You know, uh, that, that doesn't last. It's never going to last. You're going to have to keep going back to get more and more and more. And that's what the world is supposed to do, to keep you coming back. Because they gain, you lose. Come on, folks. Remember, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to redeem us, to keep us from the world, the flesh, and the devil, to help us, to encourage us, to give us hope. We don't need to take our own hope away by getting mixed up in the things of the world. Every now and then it's going to happen because we're human, because that's the world we live in. But we want to minimize it so that we can keep our hope alive. And we can keep going from day to day. Folk have given up because they got too involved in something they should never have been involved in in the first place. Oh, they thought it was fine starting out. It seemed okay. It felt good. And then after a while, it held on to them with vice grips. They couldn't get away. Whether it was drugs, whether it was alcohol, whether it was sex, whatever it was. And they've been trying to get away, and now they can't get away. 
And now they have no desire to get away. And they just lay there in the filth, playing around with all that stuff in the goober dust bag. Alluring philosophies have captivated us and stolen our love and gripped our minds. And it's idolatry. Let's just call it what it is. Come on. Almost in total ignorance, we aggressively pursue the very things that destroy us. Come on. Slow down, big boy. Slow down, girl. We have to stop running to mischief. Huh? Don't you find it interesting? In Romans 5, 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We hadn't even cleaned ourselves up. And he came and got us. He loved us that much. And now you're going to do this to yourself again? Paul says to the Galatians, God unchained you. He fixed you. He helped you. He blessed you. He encouraged you. And now you're going to go get chained back up? No wonder you feel the way you do. Because you keep doing the same things over and over and over again. And you can't have hope like that. Walk away. God will give you the strength through the Spirit of the Lord to walk away. Whatever it is. Whoever it is. Oh, what an incredible truth that despite our failure, God still loves us. My, 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 my. And it is at the cross that we see just how much God still chose us. We were drawn to him we by faith have begun to have a desire for him. We lost our taste for the things in the Gubadus bag, for the things of the world because of the spirit of the Lord who awakened us and caused us to have a hunger and a thirst for the things of God. Oh my God. And that gave us hope. We felt a longing and a yearning. Our heart burned within. We just couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> Some of you say, boy, I used to feel that way about a coworker of mine. And, and, and then we got together. And, and how long did that last? And somebody said, yeah, I used to feel that way about work. And I used to feel that way about drinking. And I used to feel that way about eating. And again, the question how long did that last? Because this love we have with God is going to last forever. John said in 644, For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him to me. And all the last day, 
all at the last day. I will cause all to rise again from the dead. We're going to be raptured. We're going to go be with Jesus. We're going to live forever with a glorified body. I'm trying to give you hope today. It's not going to always be like it is. Huh? When the good news came to the people of Thessalonica, they began to feel inside. Wow. What happened to us? You met Jesus. You had an intimate relationship with Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord moved on you. Hmm? They wanted something of substance. They wanted something hearty. And God gave it to them. And they ended up becoming the elect of God. Verse 5, the scripture was preached. The truth was declared. And the promises of God were talked about all through Thessalonica. From Old Testament to New Testament. You see, the word of God has power. Oh, there is power in the word. Mm, 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 mm. There is power in the gospel. And that's what Paul is talking about with these Thessalonians. There is power in the word. It's real. It's compelling. And it's gripping. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what language you speak. The gospel is no myth. It has the ability to affect change. It has the ability to compel. You cannot meet Jesus and stay the same. Oh, what a beautiful story. And you know how some folk have the nerve to say, well, it's just a story. Oh, it's not just a story. How a baby came from a young virgin on Christmas Day. I know it sounds like a story, but it's more than a story. And if you meet this Jesus, you find out, man, that might be a story, but it's real. It's true. And I know because it's in my heart. Look at me. Oh, look at my hands and my hands look new. Look at my feet and they did too. Started to walk. I had a new walk. Started to talk. I had a new talk. Something happened to me. I can't even explain it. You don't have to tell me, brother. You don't have to tell me, sister. I know because I met that same Jesus. <laughs> my, my, my. After being born in Bethlehem, all oh, the shepherds saw him. And they came and they worshiped him. And the angels sang about him and sang of the hope he was bringing to the world. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. My, 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 my. Flaming star lit up in the heavens of... Whoo, Jesus. This is real. And, and then the wise men. Yes, yes. Let's just tell the story. They say it's a story. It's a story, but it's a real story. It's a true story. They brought him frankincense for worship. They brought him myrrh for death and mourning. It was prophetic. And they brought him gold for kingship. These men were led by God. And this same Jesus, he grew up. He lived among men. 
And this Jesus, this Lord of ours, this Savior, this Son of God, he just couldn't be there. No, what did he do? Oh, he couldn't just be there. He had to heal the sick. He had to give sight to the blind. He had to unstop deaf ears. He had to make the lame walk. And if that wasn't enough, he even raised the dead. Now, I'm not saying we can do all those things. But by God, you can sure help a homeless teen. You can sure help an elderly person. In the name of kindness. In the name of love. In the name of Jesus. Jesus wasn't trying to be popular. But when you go around helping folk, you can't help but become popular. And the religious leaders didn't like that. Mm -mm. Who does he think he is? We're in charge here. We're the established religion here. The people praise us. And, and if I can just speak improper English for a couple of minutes here. You say, that's what I've been doing all along? Okay, well, I, I want to make sure you get the point. He got to go. You know, we, we, we got to do away with him. That's what they said right there in the Bible. Look at it in Matthew. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was treated like a felon. They brought false charges against him. And then in Isaiah 61 and 3, they said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. In his stripes, every time they hit him, we're healed. They nailed him to a wooden cross until he died. Ain't no nonsense about falling asleep. He died. He died until it got so dark you couldn't even see your hands. He died until the earth reeled and rocked like a drunken man. And it was at this cross, oh Jesus, where I first saw the light. It was at the cross where my burdens rolled away. And it was at this cross where by faith I received my sight. And what now, preacher? Now I'm happy all the day. Do I still have problems? Yes. Do I still have issues? Yes. Do I still sin? Yes. But a joy that I have inside of me, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. I'm not the same. I'm not the same. I came to Jesus as I was. Yeah. Couldn't fix myself up. Couldn't dress myself up. Couldn't change myself. I came to him as I was. And how were you, preacher? Oh, I was weary. I was worn. And I was sad. What did you find, preacher? I found in him a resting place. And what did he do for you? 
He has made me glad. Mm, mm, These Thessalonians felt the same thing. The power of God through his Holy Spirit got a hold of them and changed them. My, 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 my. He ministered to them so that their heart was changed. They were convicted and it was a deep, conviction. And again, I got to stop there. God bless you. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries, part two. Weekly Encouragements by Nam Ware, and we'll have to pick it up on part three. God bless you.